0: Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Dignity Memorial. When your celebration of life is prepaid today, your family is protected tomorrow. Planning ahead is truly one of the best gifts you can give your family. For additional information, visit DignityMemorial.com.
1: From NPR and WBEZ Chicago, this is, wait, wait, don't tell me, the NPR News Quiz. That's me in your ear. You're getting a wet Billy. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm Bill Curtis, and here is your host at the Chase Bank Auditorium in downtown Chicago, Peter Seagal.
0: Thank you, Bill. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Great to be back with you. We have a great show for you today. Uh, Joining us later will be Charlie Day, star and one of the creators of the long-running sitcom It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Now that is a show that thankfully has nothing to do with current events. It's just about a group of awful people with no conscience or morals who keep doing (laughs) terrible things and always get away with it. (laughs) Nothing to do with the news at all. We want you to get what you deserve, though, so give us a call. The number is one wait wait That's one 888 let us welcome our first listener contestant. Hi, you're on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me.
1: Hi, this is Thomas from
0: Naples, Florida. Naples, Florida. Beautiful down there. What do you do there? I am a chef at a high-end retirement community. Are you really? I am, yeah. All right. What sort of amazing things do you make for the 5 p.m. dinner?
1: <laughs> mashed potatoes um,
0: and anything they want anything oh. they want anything they want do you get any weird and, requests um, we always joke we have gazpacho on the menu it's a chilled soup we always joke one day
2: we're going to get a ticket where somebody's going to request that it's a warm soup
3: yes <laughs> So they're
0: going to they send back the gazpacho because it's cold <laughs> it's cold. <laughs>
2: exactly.
0: and, when, and when that happens that will be just so you know my mother <laughs> <laughs>
3: Can't wait. Can't Let work. me
0: introduce you to our panel this week, Thomas. First, a comedian appearing at the Pabst Brewery in Milwaukee, November 22nd to 23rd. It's Adam Burke. Hello.
3: Hey,
0: Adam. Next, the host of the podcast, Fake the Nation, and you can see her in Still Asking for It at Joe's Pub in New York City, October 5th and 6th. Nagin Farsad. And a humorist and author, most recently, of Save Room for Pie. It's Roy Blunt Jr. So, Thomas, as you probably guessed, you're going to play Who's Bill this time? Your job, of course, listen as Bill recreates for you three voices from the week's news. Your job, explain or identify two of them. Do that, you win our prize the voice of anyone you might choose on your show.
1: Are you ready to play? Yes, let's do it. All right. Here's your first quote I don't know if I'm the most innocent person in the world. (laughs)
0: That was somebody who, we found out this week, is quite far from being the most innocent person in the world. Who is it?
1: Is it Donald Trump?
0: It is Donald Trump. (laughs) (laughs) You figured it out, Thomas. What a fun, full week for Donald Trump it was. He signed a treaty. He said the Nobel Prizes were rigged against him. He got to sleep in his race car bed back at Trump Tower. And, oh yeah, he ordered the release of a document proving an impeachable offense. (laughs) Who says he doesn't work hard? So... A whistleblower accused the president of trying to blackmail the president of Ukraine into doing a bogus investigation of Joe Biden. So the president said he would release a rough transcript of their call, which we all assumed would just be a sheet of paper with the words, you are best president, Mr. Trump. (laughs) But no, they actually released what seems to be the real thing, and it shows the president doing exactly what he is accused of. (laughs) And he said, there, mm-hmm. it exonerates me.
4: <laughs> what I love is that he, he doesn't know how to respond to the accusations of quid pro quo because he thinks it's like a seafood dish. <laughs> he just has no idea yeah, what is good. everyone talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't eat fish. He it, likes quid. <laughs> now,
0: finally, Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the House, announced on Tuesday that she would support impeachment hearings. But if you saw it, her remarks were like weirdly halted and awkward for such a momentous occasion. And it turns out, and this is true, that she had written out a speech in advance, but then she left it on a plane. That's all true. So she had to like improvise remarks and maybe didn't do a great job. Even worse, think of the poor insurance exec who grabbed the wrong piece of paper and just impeached his boss.
4: (laughs) (laughs) But you know what was really nice about Nancy during that speech was that her Skin was glowing. Oh yeah! I was like, she should impeach people more often because (laughs) it works for her. It really does. Yeah, that's
5: that's the scent she's wearing. It's called (laughs) (laughs) impeachment. (laughs) Anyway, Thomas, Mm. let's move on. Oh no!
0: Yeah, (laughs) Thomas. Here's your next quote. It's from a 16-year-old girl speaking at the UN.
1: This is all wrong. I shouldn't be up here. I should be back in school on the other side of the ocean. Her name is Greta Thunberg, and she
0: is really mad about what? Uh, The planet getting warmer, climate change. Exactly right. Thunberg has become a leading global climate activist. She spoke at the UN this week, and she told the UN that she shouldn't have to be fighting climate change. She should be allowed to be just a regular teenager. Why would she want that? Mm -hmm. You think being bullied by the fossil fuel industry is bad. Try the popular girls. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and The climate change deniers really went after her. It was remarkable to watch They said she was just doing her parents bidding Mm, Which is news to anybody with a teenager Yes, I will convince my 16-year-old daughter to make herself the face of an international movement right after I get her to tell me where she's going Friday (laughs) night.
6: (laughs) You're going to wear that to the UN? Uh (laughs) But but my money's on her. I think that she and Bill Belichick should have a (laughs) glare-off. Oh, man. Yeah, there was an amazing uh,
0: little sort of... Couple of seconds of tape because President Trump happened to walk by her and just Ooh. her look on her face. They should Ooh. create a phone app <laughs> that whenever you do something irresponsible like idle your engine, it, her, her face appears staring at you that way. <laughs> Greta came to the US on a solar-powered sailboat across the Atlantic so as to lessen her carbon footprint and that's why the Republicans were so upset we thought she was one of us. She took a yacht here. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but uh, you know who gave her an electric car, though? Who? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold
0: Schwarzenegger yeah, gave her Yeah, he electric gave car. her
4: an electric car <laughs> so she oh, could drive up to Canada to do whatever things you do in Canada and and um, so doing she kind of made him seem cool like I yeah. didn't know he had an electric car that he could lend to Greta what, Thunberg
5: what's what's crazy is he threw it at her yeah <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right Thomas here is your last quote don't use jewel. that was a warning about Jewel, Juul, J-U-U-L that's the company that makes very popular vape pens the warning comes from the CEO of what company Yes! Very good. We're in the middle of a vaping crisis. There are apparently two kinds of teenagers, ones who admit they vape and ones who don't answer the question because they're vaping. (laughs) So now we have a backlash to all this vaping because of reports of serious illnesses. Some states have banned e-cigarettes, and Walmart has said that they will stop selling them in all of their stores. So, sadly, kids shopping at Walmart will have to settle for actual cigarettes. Mm -hmm. And in the midst of this, the CEO of Juul, that's the biggest vape company, stepped down. Uh, He'll be replaced by an interim CEO, a 14-year-old wearing a backwards ball cap. Mm So there are some reforms being made uh, Jewel and other companies say They won't offer any more flavors that kids like Such as cherry
5: and mango And a distant <laughs> father's love <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't this happen with like every new technology Like I'm sure like the 1870s There was like a rash of
6: terrible bike accidents And like we must
5: mm-hmm. keep our children away From the devil bicycle It's before. probably
6: true, yeah now, You think crack would have caught on if it had mango flavor? Laughter <laughs> Well, wait, uh, wait crack is isn't really mango is.
5: flavor?
4: <laughs> <laughs> You've been making it wrong. Oh,
5: yeah. yeah. It's my
0: mother's recipe. That's the word. <laughs> Bill, how did Thomas do in our
1: quiz? Got us off to a good start. He got them all right.
0: Congratulations, Thomas. Yeah. Thanks so much for playing. Take care, Thomas.
1: All right. Well, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye
0: bye. Right now, panel, time for you to answer some questions about this week's news. Roy, Japan Airlines has introduced a new service for their passengers. Uh, You can pick a seat that is what? Dry. (laughs) It would be terrifying if that were an option. (laughs) No, I'll give you you a hint. The trick as you pick your seat is to be both far away and upwind from the diaper.
6: Not too close to a small child.
0: That's exactly right. So you can pick a seat far away from babies. So when you go to your check-in on your Japan Airlines flight and you go to the seat map, look for the little happy baby icon on the mm-hmm. seats, which indicates the presence oh. of a little miserable baby. <laughs> <laughs> and don't sit on that one. <laughs> How do you guys feel about sitting on planes next to babies? Oh.
4: Well. As a lady who just birthed one of those? Yes. Oh. Um I, you know, my baby, I'm not trying to brag, but like, she's pretty dope. Like, she's like pretty chill on a plane. And how old is she now, 14? She's like a... She,
3: <laughs> close.
4: She's nine months. Yeah. I will say, though, that we had a pooping incident that uh-huh. was epic, <laughs> but this is what happened. The baby, everything's great. The baby doesn't cry. The baby doesn't do anything for five hours. And traveling with a dog, dog and baby. Oh, oh my
3: god!
4: Pomeranian, furry little guy. Mm. And the and oh no! At the end <laughs> of the trip, okay, twenty minutes left to landing. The plane has some turbulence which makes the baby Mm. nauseous. Baby vomits, projectile vomits all over everybody. But the person who gets it the most is the dog. The dog then goes into the aisle and does what dogs do, and he shakes it out, getting vomit (laughs) over 40 additional people. The plane screams like bloody murder. Anyways, we laughed and laughed.
2: I'm just, yeah.
0: I'm just trying to imagine what the little icon is
5: for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, um, it's uh, Spirit Airlines. <laughs>
0: <Exactly>. <laughs> Coming up, we turn to the dog whistleblower Ooh. in our Bluff the Listener game called one wait wait to play. We'll be back in a minute with more of wait, Wait-Wait-Don't-Tell-Me
7: from NPR. You know Jonathan Ness as a fabulous cast member of Netflix's Queer Eye. But as a kid, I was basically just like a
2: geode-obsessed, stamp-collecting, rock-collecting, obsessed with gymnastics.
7: Jonathan Ness on his transformation and his new book. Next time on It's Been a Minute from NPR.
1: From NPR and WBEZ Chicago, this is Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, the NPR News Quiz. I'm Bill Curtis. We're playing this week with Roy Blunt Jr., Nageen Farsad, and Adam Burke. And here again is your host at the Chase Bank Auditorium in downtown Chicago, Peter Segel.
0: Thank you, Bill. Right now. <laughs> it's time for the Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me Bluff the Listener Game. Call one wait wait to play our game in the air. Hi, you are on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me.
2: Hi, I'm Kyle Shattuck from White Plains, New York.
0: Hey, Kyle, how are things in White Plains? Great. That's in Westchester, right?
2: Westchester, 33 miles from the city.
0: You work in the city, so that's why you've measured it?
2: (laughs) No, I just left the city. I actually moved to White Plains recently.
0: That's great. Do you like the lawns and the houses and the trees and the growing sense of unease and angst and? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm getting into my own childhood. Never mind. (laughs) Well, welcome to the show, Kyle. You're going to play our game in which you must try to tell truth from fiction. Bill, what's Kyle's topic? Who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? (laughs) They say you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but apparently they are full of crap. (laughs) We heard a story this week about dogs learning an amazing new trick. Each of our panelists are going to tell you about a new canine skill. Pick the one who's telling the truth. You'll win our prize, the wait waiter of your choice, on your voicemail.
5: You ready to play? I'm ready. All right. First, let's hear from Adam Burke. Man's Best Friend, a euphemism for dogs that's antiquated in both its androcentrism and the notion that these days humanity's closest companion is anything other than a seven-inch rectangle of glass and plastic that's probably selling your conversations to the Russians. (laughs) But Willard McKenzie, an ex-military dog trainer from Toronto, Ontario, wants to change that. I noticed that my two teenage sons are always glued to their smartphones, he explained, neglecting not only my husband and me, but the pets. So Mackenzie enlisted the family Labrador, Poncho, to rectify the situation. It took about three weeks to teach her, but basically, if either of my kids is on their device for more than 15 minutes, Poncho will leap up, grab it out of their hands, and hide it someplace. (laughs) Once McKenzie's friends got wind of Poncho's anti-device antics, they begged him to teach their dogs the trick. Eventually, demand was so high, McKenzie made a business of it. People think that size might be a factor, he explained, but I've seen a Jack Russell snag a Samsung from a sophomore at 20 paces. (laughs) While some dogs have been trained to go so far as to bury phones in the yard after repeat infractions, McKenzie notes that there are limits to their policing abilities. I tried to get Poncho to bite my ankle if I shop online after a couple of glasses of wine, he said, but she likes me too much. Dogs
0: trained to knock your damn phones out of your hands so you can pay attention to them. Next up, your story of an old dog with new tricks comes from Nagin Farsad.
4: New York is known for its fast-paced skyscrapers and the faint smell of urine. It's a city where you can find a person from every country speaking every language. And now, you can even find Yiddish language lessons for your dog. That's right. Central Park is home to a regular program where dogs can learn Yiddish. It can get really tedious saying sit and stay in like boring old English. Oy vey! It's time to get your dog to put his tuchus down in another language. Trainer Miguel Rodriguez, one of your typical Latino goyim who teaches Yiddish specifically (laughs) to dogs, says, with Yiddish, I find that the words are pretty sharp, so dogs really get the tones of the words very well. The words really are sharp. Like when you say to your dog, hey, what you're doing is fakakta, they immediately realize what schlemiels they've been and turn their schnozzles down in quiet obedience. But sometimes you tell a dog to sit, and instead of sitting, the dog says, sit, why would I sit? I'm happy to stand.
0: A class to teach your dog Yiddish. Your last story of dog
6: training in the modern world comes from Roy Blunt. Uh, I have thrown balls for dogs since I was a boy, says Jarvis Donahue of the Oklahoma Center for Energy Innovation. And my lord, those dogs generate energy, clean energy, happy energy. Now Donahue is all about harnessing that energy. His system involves an electronically simulated ball-tossing boy and a generator belt worn by the dog. A poodle and a border collie, frankly, weren't taken in by the simulated ball. But an eager participant named Bo Bobby has proved that a two year old yellow lab over five solid hours can recharge 24 rundown laptops. You just have to slip in a real ball at the end, says Donahue. You don't want to break Bo Bobby's heart. All right. Dogs are doing something that dogs have not done before. Is it? From
0: Adam Burke, are they being trained to knock your phone out of your hand so you can pay attention to the world? From Nagin Farsad, are they being taught Yiddish in New York City? Or from Roy Blunt Jr., are they being taught to generate electricity by running after an electronic ball?
3: I'll have to go with Nagin with the Yiddish language.
0: You're gonna go with Nagin with the dogs speaking Yiddish. All right, well, to bring you the correct answer, we spoke to someone who's actually involved in this new kind of dog training.
4: We invite people to come to Central Park to teach their hood commands in Yiddish.
0: That was Anne Toback, the executive director of the Workman's Circle, the largest Yiddish training program in the world, which is teaching dogs Yiddish. Congratulations, Kyle, you got it right. <laughs> we should say, by the way, that you're not teaching the dogs to speak Yiddish. You're
5: teaching the dogs to understand Yiddish. I have a question. uh, Does a Yiddish dog play kvetch? (laughs) That's a good question. (laughs) Congratulations.
0: You were right. You've earned a point for Nagin, and you have won our prize. The voice of anyone you may choose in your voicemail. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much for playing.
6: Take care. Best friend. (laughs) A dog is still a man's best friend. Yeah.
0: now the game where people who've done really well in just about everything they've tried see how long they can keep that going. It's called Not My Job. Charlie Day was just another underemployed actor when he and his two friends, Rob and Glenn, made a homemade video about three guys named Charlie, Rob, and Glenn who stumble around life being generally terrible to each other. That video got picked up and made into a sitcom, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which is now the longest-running live-action sitcom on the air. Its 14th season began this week. Charlie Day, welcome to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me.
2: Thank you, what an intro. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you. Uh, where, where are we finding you? Uh, you're finding me huddled in the corner of my house, hiding from my dog and my child. and. Uh, and trying to find the quietest place I could be.
0: Well, I appreciate that. D-d-d-d- are your dog and your child looking for you?
2: They, they usually are, yes. All
0: right, okay. <laughs> well, we'll, well, we'll do this quickly so that we can get you out of here before they do capture you.
2: Oh, no, take your time. All right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> for people who haven't seen oh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and there aren't a lot of them left, it's been, it's been so successful for so long, can you describe the show?
2: Uh, no, sir, I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I You know, I, it's pretty indescribable. I guess it's a, a show about watching terrible people do and say terrible things.
0: Yeah, that's about it. And that's it, it. I mean, if, if you thought Seinfeld was about a group of people who were generally kind of unpleasant, it's like cranking that up to 12. Was that how you conceived of it? Did you guys say to yourself, let's just play characters who are the most awful people we can think of? Much sums
2: it up. I think. Yeah, (laughs) you know. I think we thought that would be the funniest thing. Uh, We find terrible behavior uh, amusing.
0: Yes. Is it tri- my understanding is you just shot this thing with your friends in L.A. one day because you were bored
2: and you came up with it. Yeah, it, it, no, that's true, that's true. I mean, we were looking to entertain ourselves, but the one thing you got wrong is uh, the other two guys did change their names and I just kept my name the same. I was smart because now I, I walk down the street and people don't yell Kramer at me. <laughs> I
0: see. <laughs> have, have you ever, because uh, you also write the show and produce the show and, and you improvise the show with your, your friends, have you ever come up with something like that's so awful you can't, actually bring yourself to do it on camera, even, even as pretend?
2: I certainly wouldn't say it in front of a large audience oh, yeah. of people. I understand.
0: <laughs> but there, there have been like meetings where somebody said, hey, how about if the gang does this, and then you all looked <laughs> at each other in horror, that sort of thing?
2: No, not so much, because uh, usually we get excited and we say, okay, great, now how do we make that funny?
0: <laughs> Can you... I, I, this is a terrible thing to ask any, any performer or artist, but I'm going to do it anyway. Can you explain the show's success? Because, it, it I mean, it's hilarious how awful these people are. And the conventional wisdom in television is you want people that people can enjoy, can admire, can like.
2: Have you ever been driving on the side of the road and slowed down to look at a car accident? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think there's something to that, which is you just say, I can't believe I'm seeing this, I can't believe I'm hearing this, but I, I have to stop and look.
0: I understand. Um, I wanted to ask you about something. There is a meme of you, as they say, on the uh-huh. internet that I'm sure everybody has seen. It is you standing in front of what I guess we might call now a conspiracist blackboard. That's right. Yeah. And so, and so that I assume came from an episode of It's Always Sunny,
3: right?
2: That is the Pepe Sylvia uh, meme, and uh, that's from an episode in which I've I've taken a job in a mailroom and I'm going crazy and I'm getting letters for the guy named Pepe Silvia and I I think it's a big conspiracy and I try to crack the code. Some fans uh, very astutely have put together that because my character can't read, Pepe Silvia might be Pennsylvania on the mail. (laughs) Uh, But actually, I don't think, I think for us it was just a funny name for a guy to go crazy about. But uh, I like their theory better.
0: And so, but it has gotten to the point where at any time, especially on Twitter, if somebody is making fun of somebody, they will put that gif of you like to indicate crazy conspiracy theorist.
2: I'm very proud of it. Are you (laughs) really? (laughs) I I like it immensely.
5: Yeah, I have a conspiracy theory that he's behind it. Yeah, it may (laughs) well be.
2: Oh, I wanted to
0: ask you one last thing about the show, and this is something I love. I was watching an episode just the other night, the mature character, Charlie, has this mad crush on this waitress who has, wants nothing to do with Charlie, treats him with contempt and disgust while has a crush on one of her friends. And I found out that is, in fact, your wife. That's correct. Right. <laughs> uh, and, and, and you met doing an even weirder role together, right?
2: Uh, well, no. Uh, we did play incestuous twins uh, once on an episode of Reno 911.
0: I'm sorry, wait a minute. Uh, I just said you met doing an even weirder role. Yeah, and but your response not was... meet,
2: That's not where we met, but that was our idea. We, oh, okay, I'm sorry. We right. together with that idea. I, so. I thought you
0: were saying that wasn't a very unusual relationship. It's yeah.
2: not in certain parts of the country, but yeah, that would be weird. <laughs>
0: uh, does your wife enjoy getting regularly to play someone who hates you?
2: Yes, very much. And she's very good at it. And sometimes she takes her work home. She's really, uh, really a pro. Are,
0: are you sometimes on set doing that bit and you're like, she's getting a little too into this.
2: It's a blurred line. Yeah. But like, <laughs> she's a method actor. That's the problem. Yeah, I
0: understand. <laughs> would, would you recommend for other people who are in marriages and want to keep them healthy, just to regularly like play act, like one of them just loathes the other and treats them with contempt?
2: I think a lot of people get a lot of practice at that all
0: the time. Yeah, that's true. You're not that unusual. You you just get paid for it.
2: Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Well, Charlie Day,
0: it is a pleasure to talk to you, but we have invited you here to play a game we're calling... It's all connected. Don't you see? So, (laughs) as we were discussing, you are famous for that meme indicating a crazed conspiracy theorist. Mm. And now it's often used to make fun of conspiracy theories, so we're going to ask you about some more obscure conspiracy theories that we were able to dig up. Answer two out of three questions, and you'll win our prize for one of our listeners, the voice of their choice on their answering machine. Bill, who is Charlie Day
1: playing for? Tom Jaworski of Archer, Florida. All right. All right, Tommy, here
2: Here, we go. Here we
0: go. Here's your first question. (laughs) You probably remember the ice bucket challenge, the thing where a couple of years ago people were dumping buckets of ice water in their heads to raise money for ALS research. Conspiracy theorists say it wasn't really for charity though. What was it? A, a secret campaign by the bucket lobby (laughs) to sell more buckets. B, a ploy by the Catholic Church to quell sexual desire all over the world. Or C, a satanic ritual meant to purify people before human sacrifice.
2: Well, I went to Catholic school growing up, uh, so I, you know, there's a lot of people suspicious about the Catholic Church. I think we're all finding out why. You're
0: gonna go for a B. It's a, they believe it's a ploy by the Catholic Church to limit sexual desire by yes, tricking yeah. people into They're putting ice water. To kill us out. Yeah, no, it was a satanic ritual. But I think if the Catholic <laughs> Church is listening, they might want to go this way because nothing else is working. <laughs> All right, still, two more chances here, Charlie, not a problem. Okay, that's fine. You've heard of the Illuminati, that's the shadowy cabal controlling Uh, world events. Yeah, I meant it, I meant (laughs) it. We told you this at the last meeting, you're not supposed to say. (laughs) Well, it's a conspiracy. It is a conspiracy. (laughs) Anyway, the Illuminati, shadowy cabal, controlling world events. But you may not have heard that what is part of the Illuminati's evil schemes? A, the TV sitcom Saved by the Bell. (laughs) B, the public radio show Thistle and Shamrock. (laughs) Or C, Mike's Hard Lemonade.
2: Oh, I mean, I love the idea that somehow Mike's Hard Lemonade is all wrapped up in this. I got to go with that one. That's too fun. Uh,
0: th- how exactly would Mike's Hard Lemonade <laughs> I don't into... know,
2: but I just, I, I want it to be. You
0: <laughs> want it to be. So even though I'm broadly hinting that it isn't, you're going to choose it anyway? Uh,
2: Okay,
0: all right, all right. Perhaps I've just been saved by the bell? Yes, it was saved by the bell. I don't know if you enjoyed that 90s sitcom, but apparently it was projecting Illuminati propaganda to the world. Uh, The lead character graduates, goes to Yale, center of the Illuminati, that's how you know. All right, your last question, if you get this right, you win. There are lots of conspiracies about things that we think are real. But the conspiracy is, they don't really exist. We've been fooled. Which of these things are believed by a conspiracy theorist to be entirely fake? A, J.K. Rowling, (laughs) author of Harry Potter, B, the country of Finland, (laughs) or C, the moon?
2: Hmm. Oh, well, you know, a lot of people are probably not trusting that moon up there. It's suspicious, right? Why is it thin sometimes and why is it fully round? Yes. Uh, Yeah, let's go with the
0: moon. Well, you're right, but the real answer is all of them. (laughs) (laughs) They're all believed to be fake by conspiracy theorists. Uh, Just so you know, J.K. Rowling is a front, a pseudonym for a group of writers. No one person could do all that. Finland (laughs) was invented by Russia and Japan for reasons of their own. And the moon is a hologram.
1: (laughs) Now you know.
2: Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. I never trusted Finland. I know,
1: really. (laughs) Bill, how did Charlie Day do in our quiz? Two out of three we're going to give him. So you did win.
0: Congratulations,
1: Charlie. Thank
3: you.
0: Charlie Day stars in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. The new season has just launched on FXX. Charlie Day, thank you so much for joining us on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. In just a minute, we catch some Zs in our listener limerick challenge. Call one wait wait to join us on the air. We'll be back in a minute with more of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR.
8: This message comes from NPR sponsor, BetterHelp. When you keep your stress bottled up, it can eat away at you. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to make them better. Try BetterHelp Online Therapy, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp at betterhelp.com NPR today to get 10% off your first month. This message comes from NPR sponsor, The Official Hacks Podcast from Max. Join the creators and showrunners of Hacks as they discuss each episode and speak with the cast and crew about the making of the series. Listen to The Official Hacks Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Fall movies are about to heat up, and Pop Culture Happy Hour from NPR has you covered. We'll tell you whether some of the big films on the way are as good as you're hoping they are, and we'll help build a list of gems you can uncover for yourself. Start your Oscars prep early with Pop Culture Happy Hour from NPR. Listen and subscribe now.
1: From NPR and WBEZ Chicago, this is... Wait, wait, don't tell me. The NPR News Quiz. I'm Bill Curtis. We're playing this week with Adam Burke, Nagin Forsad, and Roy Blunt, Jr. And here again is your host at the Chase Bank Auditorium in downtown Chicago, Peter Sagal. Thank you, Bill. (laughs) And just a minute,
0: Bill makes his souffle in a rymakin in our Listener Limerick Challenge. <laughs> if you'd like to play, give us a call at 1-888-WAIT-WAIT. That's one 888 8924 Right now, panel, though, some more questions for you from the week's news. Adam, this week, Pope Francis issued a call to all Catholics to try to avoid using what? Jewels. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I do not debate, but... <laughs> Um, the Lord's name in vain unless it's absolutely necessary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> unless if you really
0: hurt your toe. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> no I'll, I'll give you a hint. Uh, nouns and
5: verbs are all okay. This isn't helping I talk. Don't. I've always thought nouns and verbs were okay. No. I've been using <laughs> all sorts of words with abandon. I'm going to hell.
0: Well, there's a kind of I've word used... that the Pope doesn't want you to use. Oh, oh man. Is it adjective? It is adjective. <laughs> the Pope has come out against adjectives. So anyway, yes, move over homosexuals. There's a new ban in town.
3: <laughs>
0: Speaking to the Vatican's communications staff, Pope Francis says his main issue with adjectives is that he just doesn't love phrases like authentic Christian, because uh, all Christians are authentic. We don't need to qualify uh, it or raise others above others. Uh, but really, you know, he's just mad that nobody ever says dead sexy Christian. <laughs> <laughs> the same, but it does seem kind of foolish from his perspective. Where would the Bible be without adjectives? You'd have the story of mm. the Samaritan. <laughs> And somebody would walk Into the manger in Bethlehem And say Baby Jesus There are three men Who want to see
3: you <laughs>
5: <laughs> Kind of creepy that way Isn't it you know? Yeah the, the, the holy trinity Is then just The trinity Yeah exactly That mm-hmm. sounds like A really crappy emo band Yeah <laughs>
4: <laughs> I just think like these are times when I'm like, God, guys. As a Muslim, Islam is so much more reasonable. I, I, it's like I don't, I can't eat bacon. Great, but I can call it delicious bacon. Yeah, sure.
6: <laughs> How do you know?
4: Oh, <laughs> be, <it'll> be great.
3: <laughs>
0: Nagin, great news for sufferers of an ailment that has been ignored by the medical community for too long. What was officially recognized legally as an illness this week.
4: Dry elbow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is that something that you suffer from? I
4: like suffer. You, guys, who's with me? Dry elbow, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, this is America. You can speak out loud. So,
5: it, sounds like a, it sounds like a non-alcoholic cocktail. Dry elbow. The mm-hmm. <laughs> town in Wyoming. Dry Called, elbow. Dry elbow? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh? It's not dry elbow. Oh,
4: okay. It's the new disease. Actually, oh, yeah. no. It's
0: something <laughs> yeah. that has been now finally classified as a real disease. So it's something that people suffer from, but now it's a real disease.
4: Oh, like, um, like...
0: Is it hypochondria? No. (laughs) That would be (laughs) great. That would be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) No, but you can finally, maybe you'll be able to get prescription hair of the dog.
4: Oh, hangovers. Yes,
0: hangovers. Good news for you functioning alcoholics. According to a court in Germany, they have ruled that hangovers are officially an illness. Now, the ruling came in a case about fake hangover cures. It is illegal in Germany to sell fake cures to real diseases. So good news, bad news, hangovers
5: are a real illness, and there is no cure. <laughs> 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 Wait, so all this time I thought I was just getting a Bloody Mary, but I was meeting with my healthcare care Exactly, yes. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be really exciting to see the hangover race for the cure 5K.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Weird, usually all the participants throw up after the
6: race. <laughs> What do you do for dry elbow? <laughs> what do you do? Drink up if you're
3: drinking. Drink up if you drinking, you
0: Coming up, it's lightning. Fill in the blank. But first, it's the game where you have to listen for the rhyme. If you'd like to play on air, call or leave a message at 1-888-WAIT-WAIT. That's 1-888-924-8924 or click the Contact Us link on our website, waitwait.npr.org. There you can find out about attending our weekly live shows here at the Chase Bank Auditorium in Chicago and our upcoming 1,000th show in Salt Lake City on October 24th. If that got you excited, how about our upcoming 1,001st show in Salt Lake City on October 25th? And our show in Richmond, Virginia, on November 14th. If you want more Weight weight in your week, check out the Weight Wait quiz for your smart speaker. It's just like this radio show, only now we can hear you. <laughs> Hi, you're on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Hi,
2: this is Lisa calling from Grafton, Massachusetts.
0: I know Grafton. How are you?
2: I'm doing well.
0: I'm glad. What do you do there in Grafton?
2: i am a part-time obstetric nurse and a full-time mom of two-year-old twins
0: oh wow two-year-old twins so you gave birth well two years ago uh <laughs> two, and a,
2: two and a half uh, as
0: an obstetric nurse how were you as a patient
2: um i think i was okay i think i did all right
0: you think you did okay you didn't you didn't kibitz
2: <laughs> uh not too much even though i'm jewish
0: Yes, I know. Well, Lisa, welcome to the show. Bill Curtis is going to read you three news-related limericks with a last word or phrase missing from each. If you can fill in that last word or phrase correctly, and two of the limericks will be a winner. You ready to apply? I am. All right, let's hear your first limerick.
1: I am laying my head in my lap because that special room might be a trap. Admitting I'm tired might just get me fired. Our office has beds for a... now. Yes, right.
0: The offices of Mitsubishi in Japan now have six rooms dedicated for employee naps, complete with recliners, mood lighting, and an online sleep scheduling portal. Because nothing's more relaxing than knowing you have to fall asleep from exactly 3.07 to 3.23 in the afternoon. The nap rooms will also have, quote, pamphlets on efficient napping, with tips like read something boring to help you sleep, like this pamphlet. The nap pods are great for beating off midday fatigue.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> and, noth- and nothing builds office camaraderie Like everyone drooling on the same bed <laughs> oh.
4: I love how offices went from like Hey guys, we have ping pong and wiffle ball To like now we've got nap beds You yeah. know, like the, the well, People are pool. always sleeping
0: on the foosball table So they just so admitted what go. was like really I
5: miss the days when you slept, you know, in meetings Yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> So you're supposed to sleep here
1: is your next limerick. Bill Gates now reflects with a pang. No salad days for our tech gang. This Space Age orange drink keeps me fed while I think. We'd go through whole bottles of
0: tang. tang. Tang, yes, very good. A new documentary on Bill Gates reveals that in the early days of Microsoft, he would often skip meals and instead subsist on powdered tang. <laughs> That's, you know, the mm-hmm. old orange-flavored drink. Oh, yeah. Back in those days, tang was the fastest food option because dial-up was so slow it took forever to order seamless. <laughs> <laughs> Gates, this is the kind of guy he was, wouldn't even mix the tang with water. What? Whoa. He would just put the dry powder in the back of his hand and then lick it off <laughs> between keystrokes because, quote, your body already has water in it. <laughs> Gates licked tang to get a sugar rush while coating. This finally explains why you turn off windows by pressing the start button. (laughs) (coughs) All right, Lisa, here is your last limerick.
1: To remove excess fat from my thigh, I'll make sure that my eyes don't stay dry. A deep, snotty sob will be doing the job. I lose weight when I have a good... Cry. Yes, indeed. Scientists claim
0: now that... Tears, genuine tears can trigger weight loss. But here's the trick. They have to be actual emotional tears. So get on the despair master and work those (laughs) criceps. Apparently, the hormones that the body releases during a really, really good cry apparently detoxify the body and increase your rate of burning fat. Which finally explains why Richard Simmons always had that weird warm up. Now cry, now (laughs) sob. Remember, your ex is getting married. Yes, feel that burn.
4: (laughs) This is so exciting. This gives me more reason to keep watching This Is Us. (laughs)
5: Yeah. Also, if this was true, wouldn't we all currently be incredibly spelt? That's true. (laughs) Bill, how did Lisa do on our quiz?
1: It was a perfect call. Lisa, good job. Congratulations.
2: Thank you. Thank
1: you so much for playing, Lisa. Good luck. Bye
2: bye. I can't stop crying over you. Can't think of smiling.
7: This message comes from Capital One, offering commercial solutions you can bank on. Support for this NPR podcast and the following message comes from
0: Easy Cater, committed to helping companies from nonprofits to the Fortune 500 find food for meetings and company events with online ordering and 24 7 live support. Learn more at EasyCater.com. Now on to our final game, lightning fill-in-the-blank. Each of our players will have 60 seconds in which to answer as many fill-in-the-blank questions as they can. Each correct answer is now worth two points. Bill, can you
1: give us the scores? Roy has two, Dageed and Adam each have three. Well, Roy, you
0: are clearly second place, so you're going to go first. The clock will start when I begin your first question, fill-in-the-blank. President Trump railed against China and the World Trade Organization during his speech at the blank on Tuesday. UN. Right. For the second time, the Senate voted against the White House's request for emergency funds to build the blank. The wall. Right. On Wednesday, Israel's president asked Prime Minister Blank to try to form a new government. Netanyahu. Right. Under mounting pressure, the CEO of office-sharing startup Blank stepped down this week. Oh, we work. That's the one. The creators of the world's tallest humanoid robot were disappointed to discover Blank. It was still kind of short. No? (laughs) they discovered that it was too tall to get out of the warehouse they built it in. Um, (laughs) On Thursday, it was announced that Jennifer Lopez and Shakira would co-headline the blank halftime show. Super Bowl? Right. On Thursday, impossible burger rival Beyond Meat announced a partnership with fast food
6: giant blank. Oh, oh God, one of those... uh, Not McDonald's, but... uh, uh, What, Big Boy? No, (laughs) What's the name it was that? it
0: was McDonald's actually oh, you <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> a couple Please. in Indiana who adopted a young girl were shocked they say to discover that she was what a young a boy no that she was actually 22 years old ah. <laughs> <laughs> when the Barnett's adopted their nine-year-old daughter Natalia she was a wonderful child so full of life and always wanting to talk about her latest finger painting or her Roth IRA <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, instead of being an adorable kid, Natalia, they say, was an adult con artist. And if you're wondering, hey, isn't this the plot from that movie, The Orphan? Yes, it is. (laughs) That's how scary this is. There's already a horror movie about it. Mm. Bill, how did Roy do on our
1: quiz? Roy got five right. Ten more points. Total of 12. Very good.
0: All right. We have flipped the coin, and Adam has elected to go last. That means, Nagin, you're up next. Fill in the blank. On Tuesday, Britain's Supreme Court ruled that Boris Johnson's suspension of blank was unlawful.
4: Uh, Parliament. Right.
0: A new poll released on Wednesday shows blank now leading the pack of Democratic presidential hopefuls.
4: Elizabeth Warren. Yes.
0: Amazon announced it would be selling voice-activated earbuds, cameras, glasses, and rings equipped with voice assistant blank.
4: Alexa? Yes.
0: On Thursday, GM announced it would continue to provide blank coverage for striking workers. Uh, health. Right. This week, the creator of blank called it his greatest regret.
4: Star Wars.
0: No. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Although that
0: might come, but th- th- this week it was the creator of the Labradoodle. <laughs> Sam Neill, Laura Dern, and Jeff Goldblum will reprise their roles in yet another sequel to Dinosaur Movie blank.
4: Jurassic Park. Yes,
0: Game of Thrones, Fleabag, and Chernobyl were the big winners at the 2019 blank awards. Emmys. Yes, this week a Russian Navy boat on a mission in the Arctic Ocean was sunk by blank.
4: A whale. No,
0: an angry walrus. (laughs) The boat was en route to shore when it crossed paths with this mama walrus who was trying to protect her cubs. The 2,000-pound mammal used her tusks to sink the small ship forcing the crew to evacuate. So the Mama Walrus has now done more to push back on
1: Russian aggression than the United
0: States.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Phil, how did Nagin do in our quiz? Pretty good. Six right, 12 more points, 15 total, and she's in the lead. All right.
0: How many, then, does Adam need to win?
1: Six to tie, seven to win. Here
0: we go, Adam. This is for the game. Fill in the blank. According to a new poll released on Thursday, 49% of Americans approve of blanking Donald Trump. Impeaching. Yes. According to a new UN report, some of the global impact from melting blanks is now irreversible. Ice caps. Yes. This week, executives from Automaker Blank were accused of market manipulation in Germany. Uh, Volkswagen? Yes. On Thursday, the Senate confirmed Eugene Scalia as Trump's new blank. Um, national Security Advisor? No. Labor Secretary. To prepare for a volunteer beach cleanup day, the mayor of a South Korean town blanked. Blanked. Um. Got real naked. No, he dumped a bunch of trash on the beach beforehand so volunteers would feel useful. <laughs> on Wednesday, a new study showed that the cost of family blank plans had reached a record high. Uh, healthcare. Right. On Thursday, Jacques Chirac, the former president of blank, passed away at 86. Oh, oh France? Yes. Oh. After turning himself in to local police, a man in Texas was told blank. The jail was full. No, they told him that he wasn't wanted for anything and they didn't know why he was there. <laughs> Billy Bob Hall, that of course would be his name, (laughs) thought he was wanted for parole violations. He says he drank seven beers to build up the courage to bring himself to the police station, but when he arrived, the officer on duty said he wasn't wanted for anything. (laughs) They did notice that he did smell like a guy who had just drunk seven beers, and they arrested him on the spot for public intoxication. Sure, he's going to have a little jail time, but it's always nice to actually be wanted. (laughs) Bill, did Adam do well enough to win?
1: Well, he got five right, ten more points, total of 13, which means Nagin Nagin. is the champion this
3: week. Eat it!
0: (laughs) (laughs) In just a minute, we're going to ask our panelists to predict, now that kids can't jewel anymore, what will be their next fun illicit activity? Thanks once again to Stock and Ledger Restaurant in Chicago for feeding us. Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me is a production of NPR and WBEZ Chicago in association with Urgent Haircut Productions' Doug Berman, Benevolent Overlord. Philip Kodica writes our limericks. Our public address announcer is Paul Friedman. Our house manager is Gianna Capadona. Our intern is Dariba Khan. Our web guru is Beth Nose. B.J. Lederman composed our theme. Our program is produced by Jennifer Mills, Miles Sternboss, and Lillian King. Hey, do you guys remember Peter Gwynn? Technical directions from Lorna White. Our business and ops manager is Colin Miller. Our production manager is Robert Newhouse. Our senior producer is Ian Chillog, and the executive producer of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me is Michael Danforth. Now panel, what will kids do now that they can't jewel anymore? Roy Blunt Jr. Studying. Kiki. McGee <laughs> and
4: Now that they can't jewel, they're going to start having sex.
5: Ooh, and Adam Burke. Uh, they'll be drinking booze, spelled B-U-U-Z. <laughs> An electric beer bottle that's so high-tech and efficient, it doesn't even get you drunk. It just gives you cirrhosis. <laughs>
1: Well, depending on of that happens, panel, we're going to ask you about it. On oh, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me.
0: Thank you, Bill Curtis. Thanks also to Roy Blunt Jr., Nadine Farsad, and Adam Burke. Thanks to all of you for listening. I'm Peter Sagel. We'll see you next week. This is NPR.
8: This message comes from NPR sponsor, Mint Mobile. From the gas pump to the grocery store, inflation is everywhere. So Mint Mobile is offering premium wireless starting at just $15 a month. To get your new phone plan for just $15, go to mintmobile.com slash switch. This message comes from NPR sponsor, homes.com. You don't just live in your home. You live in your neighborhood as well. So, when you're shopping for a home, you want to know as much about the area around it as possible. Luckily, Homes.com has got you covered. Each listing features a comprehensive neighborhood guide from local experts. Everything you'd ever want to know about a neighborhood, including the number of homes for sale, local amenities, and even things like median lot size and a noise score. Homes.com, we've done your homework. All that sitting and swiping, your body is adapting to your technology.